2: Lindsey Brown, I got to give you an applause. All right. Thank you. T- take Thank a bow. You. Thank you. Last Monday, I stupidly, as I like to do things stupidly, got on this podcast and talked about, one, I think my belief in the wild. I wasn't completely buying in, but I was getting close. I was dipping getting, your toes in the but, water. but the yeah. credit to you is not that. The credit to you is last Monday uh, or Tuesday, you got on this podcast. I'm sorry, Tuesday. And you said flat out, you predicted that Devin Dubnik would continue to struggle. Yes. That you're like, what if that happens? They should play Staylock more. Anyway, long story short, you called it a thousand percent.
1: Of course I did. Of course I did. Now you're I know a, the goalie mind, Judd. I know, because you're a goalie. Is, if there's it, was still I know.
2: Impre- it was still impressive. Thank you. I Completely sincerely, it, and I'm it sure was
1: everybody impressive. everybody feels as much pride as I do at this moment in time that we need to acknowledge us on the so, podcast. So,
2: what's but going on here? Help me.
1: I, there's a lot going on with this club right now, Judd. Uh, there. You could say that there's a bunch of different ways that they've actually gotten to this point, at least on the goaltending side of the game. But I honestly think that once they saw that Dubnyk was starting to struggle, that he started to panic, he being Dubnyk, and he probably talked to the coaches saying, hey, I like to work through things. His goalies like to work through bad spells in different ways. Some goalies need to take time away from the ring. Some goalies need to just play through it and you know grit their teeth and go through it. Dubnik clearly wanted to keep playing and try to work himself through it, but it not working. <laughs> right. And the problem is, and I do I have stats today with, with him?
2: Oh, you come prepared. It, just,
1: just for him, in the first 13 games that he played in, he led up 30 goals against total. In the last seven games, since they returned from that really long road trip, which started with that first game against Washington, he's led in 26. Mm-hmm. So in – Six last games, he's led in almost just as many goals as he did to start the season. His save percentage for those first 13 games was at a nine three zero, which is very good, which is an unsustainable good, like I discussed before. And right now it's operating at an 84%, which is hideous.
2: Yes. Hideous. Not acceptable in today's National Hockey League, 84%. If you're nor below it 90, been. it's right. not acceptable. Absolutely.
1: And his goals against has gone up almost a goal from 2.15 to 3.17. And he's seeing seven shots less a game. So he's letting in more goals while seeing fewer shots. Yes, And you're seeing this. This is what we were talking about at the beginning of the season, where if things aren't going perfectly back end, the front end sucks. So if you're
2: the goalie coach, what's the answer now? Because we have been, both of us have been mm-hmm. saying for quite some time, just for one thing, play Staylock more.
1: Yes. I think what they need to do is that they need to get a system in which the goalies aren't necessarily controlling. And I don't think they have the, the final say but I think they need to get on a schedule where it's say like Dubnik plays three, Stalock plays one, Dubnik plays two, Stalock plays one. Because it's not you're not just talking about physical fatigue, you're talking about mental fatigue. And especially when Dubnik's trying to work through all this stuff, that's especially taxing for him as he's trying to get things figured out. I personally because they haven't tried it yet. Let's just take him out for a couple games and see what happens and see what Staloc gives us, just to give him a break.
2: I'm with you on that, yes, absolutely. Because they have
1: a ton of games this, this month. They have plenty of time before that Christmas break where they have extended break. Let's just take these next few weeks uh-huh. and maybe maybe even go 50-50 just to see what happens. Because I don't think you can continue playing Dubnik in the manner that they are right now. Because it's he's going to break down physically and he's going to break down mentally beforehand. And they might dig he, themselves He week. is all
2: yeah. He is now.
1: But it could get worse. Trust me, it can get worse, and it can't get that much worse, but wow. it can. And I just, I'm worried about the long term effects of this because we has gone through spells where he hasn't played super well. Yep. But he has been able to work through them. But Mike, I'm getting worried that's lasting a little bit too long for my comfort.
2: Right Here's now. what I don't get from a coaching decision standpoint. Okay, mm-hmm. Dubnik, uh plays the game against ottawa on wednesday the 21st of november yep and that's the game where where he and the team melted down in the third period yeah four, four to one to lead one. right Yep. and then then the Sens come back and tie it four four. boudreau claiming for the first time in his coaching career ever at that point lifts a goaltender in a tie game brings in it the start, third period with like eight the, minutes yeah, left yeah yeah, or less
1: yeah
2: welcome he comes back and wins next game is against the jets and Dubnik is sick. I, I, I believe he got sick, or he said he yeah. got sick on that Thursday. So he doesn't play. Staylock yep. does. They win. Yes, and they come back to game. Win. They played all but year. But here, okay. But here's the thing I don't get from a coaching standpoint. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, the 27th of November, then they play host to the Coyotes. Mm-hmm. Why not just bring Staylock back in, in that game? If Dubnik was indeed had a flu or something, that's a right. That's yeah. a but that's a perfect time to agree. say Devin. It's the it's the Coyotes. And by the way that's the game in which they again melted the down in. So right. I don't understand why you wouldn't just say Devin, you were sick. We'll allow you to play on Thursday in Columbus, which they also lost. Right. But to put him right back in net look like he's Ken Dryden at right. this point, it really confuses me.
1: He hasn't performed well enough lately to warrant that type of step back in right away cuz it's not he got pulled the game before and I'm sure that they he got sick. I'm sure that they gave him that Arizona game to combat any sort of Demons that were starting to kind of nest themselves in the brain because then you're coming off a pole and then you're you're sick and, I think, and the game that you're sick for is and is I think one of you're right though I
2: think that's a game where he said play me yes. and I would have said no
1: right okay, if listen, I'm who you he's trying to he's trying to yes. stabilize I think you're right because Staal played so well in that Winnipeg game. but
2: that right but this is all from a coaching standpoint right. correct yes this was this is the yes. reason to say Devin, no you're not going to play to Columbus. Yes.
1: Yeah, especially with Arizona because they play so poorly against Arizona, at least they have the last couple of years. And Arizona's one of those young, fast teams, like I said last week, where yep. Lock might be a better option. And since Dubnik has kind of gone down the drain and how you and I have mentioned that and noticed that he's been getting out of the net more, he's starting to make the mistakes. Now there's – have you have seen him a couple of times where he gets caught? Uh, and yes, you're just like, and we talked about this, uh, yes. yeah. Well, he but,
2: shouldn't go play the puck.
1: I know, but things are – but that, that's when you know, when the simple playing of a puck – on a dump in, yep. and you're having issues, that's yep. when you know he's not mentally stable. And I'm not meaning like mentally, but that he's not yeah. fully performing at the level that he should be to be in that net right now.
2: It's cliche, but he is truly at everything he's trying to do right now fighting the puck.
1: Oh, 100%. Like you it can looks tell. like the
2: puck is, he's like, yes. ah, I don't want to. You, you know. can
1: see it when goalies react. Like when you see a save coming towards you, you obviously want to react at the same time when the puck hits you. But you can see him, he kind of twitches a little bit early, and you can see that in those rebounds he's giving up because he's trying to smother that puck. Like, that one goal that he – I forget which game it was that he had. He had it covered, but somehow it came out, and it was went right down by his feet, and they shoved it in at the end. Buffalo, right? Buffalo. Yeah, maybe it was Buffalo. Those are the say, Those are the types of saves that are made when somebody is mentally on their game. Yes. And that's the funny of the puck. It's just – it feels like you're just a half a second late, and it's weird, and it's tough to explain to people who don't play goalie. But he's just operating where his timing is just off. And if your timing's off by just a fraction in goaltending, you're done. Like, you're going to uh-huh. get lit up.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Theory for, for you that I've seen on Twitter, mm-hmm. it's not mine, but it actually makes some sense. The Wild is now in a tailspin through the uh, Toronto game that they lost on Saturday night at the X, in which they've lost 6 of 9. Yep. That starts with a 5-2 loss against the Capitals at the X. Yep. The theory that I've seen on Twitter is that Dubnik has not been the same since Tom Wilson scored that goal against him in Wilson's first game back from the suspension, in which he collided with Dubnik. Yeah, we and were Dub- at that game. Yeah, and didn't. Do- and I was
1: surprised that he came out for the period. Yes, and Dubnik's was, head went
2: into the post, if yes, I'm not mistaken, yes. right?
1: Do you buy hit, that? I, I do. I could buy that theory because I had a few concussions during my career and. It definitely affects you. It affects everybody differently. But if he's not 100% up there, and I wouldn't be surprised if he had some concussion like symptoms, your eyes don't work the same way. And like I said, it's very hard to explain, but you can't track it the same. And that would make a ton of sense with the way he's reacting to pucks, the way he's kind of slow to realize where rebounds are. He hasn't been super great in his save selection either. He's just kind of like, the, you see him, he's kind of. His legs are over one another, and he's kind of scrunched up, and he's making these very, like, weird-looking saves instead of just clean putting the blocker out. He's, like, taking him in the shoulder. Right. You can tell. But, so that's the time. I wouldn't be surprised, but if that's the case, what are they doing? What's the – where's the – Well, where? but concussions come in different forms too, right? I know, forms, but where's too, the right? protocol? But, the, but that's what I mean. He gets But they hit. might
2: have put it through it, put him I know, through it and the, he might have passed the, it. That,
1: that's where the issue is, is that I don't know how far that protocol extends. I mean, extends. A, concussion's
2: not, a concussion's not like uh, – a partial, you know, an yes. MCL sprain. Okay, yes. my MCL is partially torn, but I can still play. Like a concussion is a very nebulous potential absolutely. injury.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. But, and like I said, nobody's concussion is the same if you even have multiple within yourself, but it's not, my concussions aren't the same as his, but I could tell the minute, like the second I stepped on the ice, if like, I got one in practice and I went to the practice the next day, just because I was But wasn't would sure. you try and
2: play through it? Like this, maybe. This would it be depends. his call.
1: But, yeah, maybe, but that's the thing. That's where you run into these issues with the concussion protocol, with the with the culture of hockey where mm-hmm. it's very much just you just do it. You just get better and, go, and just get back out there. I could see it but that's where their medical staff or maybe they need to get they need to extend that protocol for a couple days later that they retest i don't know what the protocol is yeah. but most of those symptoms don't show up right away that's and this a, would yeah, right. absolutely make sense based on how he looks when he plays that he's having trouble tracking the puck Makes and sense. so they should take a step back and say hey let's just take a look at it and maybe that whoever came up with that theory i think there might be something to it i don't know but it's definitely plausible
2: Can I tell you why, much to the chagrin of guys like Royce and Mackey, can I tell you why I think a loss in in late November in the National Hockey League can be a big deal? Because the Mm -hmm. the reply is always, well, who cares? It's one of 82. Look at the percentage of games. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? They're going to play through the spring, blah, blah, blah. All right, here's why I think a loss in this league is a big deal. And I'm going to go back to the Arizona loss, which, which from the time that we are sitting down to record this happened 1 week ago and I know mm-hmm. they blew a lead it looked it looked bad but here's why it's costly because you come back then the following saturday against Toronto and for two periods dominate that game. Mm-hmm. And Toronto is fun to watch it's, it's a great a hell team. Of a team. Right. This year. And no. you and the Wild lost that game and you didn't go away from that game saying, "Well, that's a terrible loss. You no, went they away. not outplayed them." Exactly. But that's why the Arizona loss is such a terrible loss exactly. because you blew two points you have to have because in this league it's fluky enough that there's going to be nights right. that, that you're going to outplay the Maple Leafs or
1: especially the Wild, who have historically right. this, outshot but their but opponents and not. This is the score.
2: but this is why I get fixated on yes. on a loss that's an inexcusable loss because in the Western Conference, the Wild now sits in fifth place right now, mm-hmm. in fifth place, they were
1: second place a week ago.
2: Exactly, mm-hmm. they are in the last wild card spot. This points are at a premium in this game and this conference, especially in the Central. So to blow off, so to say, well, it's only November 27th, who cares? This The Arizona loss where you got no points and you should have got two, to me is the exact type of defeat you're going to look back at in April and be like, that either cost us positioning for sure, or worst case, it's the death knell to a season.
1: Right, it's one of those turning points of the season where they can happen at good or bad. It can go positively or negatively. I think it's definitely that – I think that you're right that that game will be one of those points that they'll look back on, being like, "What went wrong here?" It started that this it was in this stretch because they were coming off that road trip in which they were so successful. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they come back home. You know, they're on the road for two and a half weeks, and then they come home and they start playing like crap. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know. I they they have to be able to work through those they they, I don't understand why all of a sudden third period leads and it's not just like one goal or two goal leads it's three goals and it's it's they've even escaped with a couple of wins where teams have come back but then they've figured it out at the end I just I think that this slide could derail this season because this team has been through this stuff before has been through the slide Mm -hmm. but we don't they haven't changed that much within the actual culture of personalities. And it's not that I don't think they can deal. It's just that the repetitive nature of these types of slides, it's just like how you can't play your 100% best game every night. It's physically impossible. You can think that you're doing it, but some nights you're giving 100, but your game is only at 75. How much – how much work are these players willing to put into this team to try to figure this out? Because this is like the fifth year in a row they've done where they've had a slide. And now we're not in DEFCON 5 mode yet. No, we're, Biamians, not, even
2: cl- we're not close to that. We are,
1: we are in a territory where we may not have realized it in the past that we were on the slide, but we see it now. So we need to start tinkering. So that's the thing. It's like this can go one of two ways. And the one way that I think it's trending right now, if nothing changes, is real bad. And if that's the case, let's just lose out. Let's just go with get it. get bad, get get bad,
2: get bad to get good. Let's
1: just let's be worse than let's be worse than St. Louis, which is gonna be real hard. That's to gonna do. be that's almost real hard to do. The Kings
2: and, and the Blues How are trying you? very hard. How so, dare you? Sorry, Jonathan. King, quick,
1: John. John is back. Hello, Jonathan Harrison. All there, John. John. Um, Declan's not here this week. He probably should have mentioned that. You know, I don't know, twenty minutes ago, but whatever. No, it's a podcast. It's a, who podca- it's who a ca- podcast. Ca- Declan
2: Declan's not here. He's not here. Okay, it, you, you know what? It's like hockey. Jonathan Harrison, next man up.
1: There you go. Declan's not here. Yep, we we're right. He were, I mean, no, yes, Jonathan's loves, been called up from riding the pine. Yes, he loves soccer yep, and doesn't yep, like no, hockey no, that coach, much, which coach
2: makes coach no sense sending at all. Him out
1: there, making sure that he's how him how him do you like
2: teams? soccer and not hockey? That's what I don't get. I mean, I,
1: uh, go ahead, flip your mic on. Explain a, yourself. A sickness about.
2: Well, here. Yeah, you can take
1: mine. Too. Yeah, here. Okay. I was actually wondering the same thing about hockey because I get it all the time with soccer. Like, why why soccer is the main question for me. Like, So for you guys, why, why hockey? Well, we're from Minnesota. That's fine. I mean, supposedly the state of hockey, but it's really not. Right, but we're close to can't Like, soccer is literally across the pond. Well,
2: and this isn't a rip on soccer. I'm just surprised that you don't like both sports a lot.
1: Him? Yeah. Okay. No, no, him. Not yeah. you. Well, what's your other sport besides soccer?
2: It's going to be football. Okay, so Probably, that you're, yeah. you're
1: tried and true. So, like, yep. on the major five, hockey's last? Sorry, I would say, yeah, last. I don't yeah, know. Rough. I just – I never – I didn't. it's the one sport I never grew up playing because it was too expensive for my mom. Yeah. So it was the sport I was never going to be able to play, so right. I never really got into it. And, Judd, I don't know if you know this, but – the fan base and just tech, the hockey culture tends to be somewhat elitist. No. 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 no um, not not hockey somewhat people. Somewhat elitist and sensitive. Definitely not unique to around school. Not today. hockey people. Um, oh
2: my goodness. But I
1: understand that. That makes sense because well, that's what plagues the sport in general.
2: Yeah, my wife's got sensible. the same excuse. She's always said, I don't get hockey. I grew up in Iowa. I don't get it. I said, what's there to get? Off sides? Like you wanna, on, that's not that hard and if, if you don't get, get it, who cares? The league doesn't get it.
1: But the problem is you can't halfway buy into hockey like you it's just, you, can't, you can't halfway know what's You know what's going great about hockey, on.
2: though? What's great about hockey is when when you watch a game like Saturdays between the Wild and Leafs, it's so much fun to watch. It moves at such a great pace. I mean, yeah. there are bad hockey games, don't get me wrong, but when you watch a really good game, the pace at which it moves is just like that so game much. It a yes. freaking
1: blast. It was. When it the was. The Steelers in there fighting people on the bench. I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. This is the best thing ever. And,
2: and I, I would say this, too. The rules that have been put in in recent years to help the league have done a great job. I agree. Like, the league has never been never been this exciting. Well, it was
1: a two. they enabled the league to be made up so that kids like Matthews, like McDavid, could succeed. And then the kids have delivered also. Absolutely. It's it's a, because the league could set this up. And if Matthews and McDavid aren't what they are, it's a completely different
2: Absolutely. Situation. But, I mean, the whole thing about, well, my kid's not going to play hockey because it's fighting and it's all goons and blah, 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 yeah. is so far gone now. Right. It's so far gone. Right. And you watch a guy like... McDavid play? I mean
1: He's an artist. I was gonna say if
2: you were to pick okay, if you were to pick like all your all your favorite sports right now mm-hmm. and like rank price of admission, I want to go see this guy. McDavid's up there. Matthew right. Like Matthews? somebody you would
1: get off your couch to go see a yes. person across But all I'm talking sports. about yeah, yes. all sports. Yeah. McDavid's up
2: there. Like Mc, there's yeah. there's LeBron's of the world, there's Probably guys Tom
1: Brady if he plays here.
2: Yeah, Me. although football is the one weird one because it's so good on TV. Yeah. But like if you're to pay the price of admission to go see guys, if if I was LeBron, to tell Steph. Yeah, if I was to tell you this guy is fun to watch on TV, but when you see like if you watch if you go watch this guy play and watch behind the play and just watch the, the stuff the, the TV top, yeah. doesn't catch, LeBron, Steph for sure, yeah. McDavid, Matthews. I watched I exclusively Yo. at times Austin on Saturday. Yeah. My God, he is that fun. He like he
1: missed a step, does he? Oh, my. And shout-out to whoever on Twitter called me on the Goodness last week. Fun. I think I said that. I thought Matthews was out for a month, and then he was on the ice versus the wild. He
2: played, yeah, well, and he played, has... like, two nights after that.
1: I know. I know, but it's just fun. I'm, like, accuracy. But that's why
2: hockey's now. so much fun.
1: Right. And that's the thing is that I think that's what's different about hockey is because you could literally watch players that never – that don't touch the puck at all at their shift, and you can do that the entire game and never watch the actual puck, and you can see people doing things that are athletically impressive. I can't do – it. Basketball, they're just running. Football, they're just although, running.
2: although basketball is cool. LeBron, yeah, but they LeBron just stand plays. There. Yeah, but LeBron behind the camera plays such a big game. It, it, it's like okay. I, okay, One I compare, I compare him. I com- well, no, I think Curry is Gretzky. And
1: you think LeBron's Lemieux?
2: And I think LeBron is Lemieux or Ovechkin because he plays a heavy game. Like he plays I would a go with
1: Ovechkin because Ovechkin throws to throw his body, yeah. But he yeah. plays a
2: hev- like LeBron plays a heavy game. That's fair. Yep. And and Steph plays that oh my god, you're like gliding o- on the court, which right. is what Wayne It did. looks like a circus. And McDavid sort of does yes. now.
1: And that's where it, like that circles back to your point of who do you want to see of something that you haven't seen before? And, right. I, and any sort of athlete. And McDavid's one of those where he just his full skill can't be fully captured on. Absolutely, and so same with Matthews. The league is just licking their chops right now, based on how how many huge guys have come into the league the last four or five years. Just be, their young talent pool, I think, is probably best in all the four major sports.
2: Speaking of the National Hockey League, we found out on this Tuesday that the league will be expanding to thirty-two teams. Seattle is going to join the league in the two thousand twenty-one twenty-two season. You're a huge fan uh, because they're because I read the actual. The reason why is that there's a threat that there's going to be a lockout in a couple years, so they didn't want to put Seattle into a lockout.
1: NHL is so good with handling
2: lockouts. It's just well, don't get me. You know what? You know what? The National Hockey League product offers some really good stuff Uh behind the scenes. It's still a mess. Um, All right, so. you
1: expect anything less? Everybody just knows how to skate and not really know how to do anything
2: else. Gary Bettman's a lawyer. He's supposed to know. He's just not. Anyway, Arizona's going to move to the Central Division. When this happens, yes. which which will be the Wilds division, obviously, Seattle becomes your thirty second team at a price of six hundred fifty million dollars
1: which Vegas was for five hundred million
2: correct correct I still I will contend to my deathbed that and I get the money is too good to turn down, but yeah. I will contend to my deathbed that it is an absolute travesty that this league doesn't. Take care of the flood of, of the struggling franchises by moving them to markets like Vegas and Seattle, and instead continues to expand. Because LB, we've still got Carolina, mm-hmm. the Florida Panthers, mm-hmm. the Arizona Coyotes are going to be up for sale again. But who
1: even owns them right
2: now? I, I don't, don't even, even know, know, but he wants to sell them. And and now the rumor is that they're going to move to the Central Division, but actually the franchise itself is going to move to Houston because there's a guy in Houston that wants so a team. So stupid. Anyway, this just
1: this Houston is so stupid. So stupid. So, oh, no. I,
2: I, I'm not going to argue with the, you.
1: Moving Arizona, I think, is smart on the league because even if they, while I don't think Houston is the right town to move. It does give them that flexibility if they want to move that franchise back to Canada because it's not. They're not going to move it into Western Canada. That's all full up. So they have that flexibility. And if I had to choose between the three teams that were basically in the running to move to the Central Division, it was the Coyotes, the Oilers, and the Flames. I'll take the Coyotes. Now, now that's an
2: interesting, but that's an interesting, but as a fan, as a fan, as Judd the fan, I want want the Oilers. Yes. But if I'm the Wild, I don't want any part of that. Or, Or as you said off the air before, too, the traveling through customs.
1: Right. Because that adds another, and I don't want any part of Johnny Gaudreau. I think that the Flames are on the uprise. If the Oilers decide to just wise up and fire Shirley, I think that anybody with a competent brain could probably figure that franchise out. Yes, Arizona, I have no idea what they're doing, but they have some good players, too. And clearly, even though they're probably the worst out of those three teams, they're wild killers lately. And they're, so. and
2: they're improving, too.
1: Right, but I, I agree with you. I think I think that the league should move teams before they look to expand. I mean, when has uh, relocation ever worked? Like, that Thrashers to Winnipeg relocation really didn't work out, did it, guys? It's but they really don't want to go
2: problem. to Canada. That, that's the but thing. But that's... Why but I, not go
1: Quebec? Nordiques. Bring back the Nordiques.
2: A couple of years ago... Okay. All of the talk about three years ago was doing exactly that. Yep. In fact, I think there was talk about taking the Coyotes to Quebec, which I believe built an arena. Then the Canadian dollar crashed again. Right. Which happens on, it seems like, a semi-regular basis. Yeah. And I think last I heard I think it's rebounding now. Mm-hmm. But yes, I would say move a team to Canada. Just do it. They'll it's, support it's a it. But, but here, okay, but here's but here's the comeback to that. And this is how this this is why this league is so screwed up. The Ottawa Senators are a mess right now. No, They're in the suburbs of that city. Um, they don't draw well. They I believe that their bid to get an arena downtown just got shot down. Well, to be fair. And furthermore, and furthermore, here's the other problem. Calgary's a mess. Calgary wants, Calgary wants a new arena. They won't build it. Anyway, the, They're
1: going to build it. They anyway, have nothing to do in
2: anyway, Calgary. Anyway, the the, the, my main point is this. Ottawa's not in great shape. Calgary's not in great shape. Carolina's not in great shape. Mm-hmm. Florida's not in great shape. Arizona's not in great shape. And you greedy bastards are expanding all the time. Maybe no, seriously. <laughs> Seriously, the, the Greek.
1: You, you would my, my say question, no to $650 million. my question. $650 million. My, Good job.
2: My question has always come back to this. Who's taking care of the game?
1: Connor like McDavid.
2: Can't run the teams.
1: No, he basically is. I just gave
2: you five teams of two, including two. I agree. Including, including two in Canada.
1: I agree. But the thing is, you also have to think, too, that moving a team like if you're going to relocate them from, say, they, you take Florida and bring them to Seattle, yeah. how big of a logistical nightmare that is for the NHL as well because their travel schedules suck. I mean, when they're playing in their division they're fine, but everywhere else it sucks. That's a way – That's a, that's. it's much more financially savvy for them to right. keep the teams where they are even though they're losing money and then to try to rebuild this. I think that's what their long-view plan is, is that once they let McDavid and Matthews kind of get in their mid-20s and that – Sid kind of fade. Well, Sid will never fade, but you'll move some of the old guard out.
2: I got bad news for you. Sid's gonna fade.
1: Well, I know. I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan of the Penguins and Sidney Crosby as the player. I don't want anybody. I'm not. I'm. I am not i i do not like play. I, when I don't like people, it's not because I don't like them as a person. But well, it's okay 9%. if you don't
2: like him like, as a person. I don't, well, I, don't care. I'm,
1: sure, I'm Sidney Crosby. done a lot of good stuff. And if listeners take baby. offense, that's their problem, not yours. Yeah, I think he's a baby, but I think that. With this new style of game that yeah. they're kind of cultivating with these new rules, these new high, these new high scores, there's a lot of comebacks this year. Which is great. Which is. Awesome. The scoring is great. But just think, three, four years down the line, you get a couple more years on your belt with a three-on-three overtime. Maybe make a couple more tweaks. This is going to be a very different product. Five it, years down the okay, road. Okay,
2: but but to what you're saying, doesn't it frustrate you that on the ice they seem to be making a lot of wise, savvy moves? Because mm-hmm. I think they are. Mm-hmm. The product is better. The scoring is great. You're right. Everything you said is right. But away from the ice, the business yes. side, you, you look at it and say, "What are you doing?" And I get six fifty is too much to pass up to them. Right. But nonetheless, you still, at the end of the day, have five franchises that you yeah. look at and be like, "Uh oh."
1: But the thing is, they do. The other franchises make enough to offset those costs.
2: I'd get it right, and then employ contraction. I'd love to see them take two teams out.
1: Oh my God! What if they soccer? What if they did that? That would be so awesome. I'd Actually, love to see contraction cuz I send you down to the AHL.
2: <laughs> who cares? Cuz I could I I do contend, can you imagine if you contracted two teams, the talent pool now? Oh. There's nothing better in my opinion. You imagine, like, and you might disagree stuff? with this. Oh. There's nothing better than when there are NHL caliber players who can't make the rosters.
1: Can you imagine the fire sale that would be trade deadlines and free agency you know how much starts? fun this would be? Why don't we run the
2: NHL? I would – but I've been – I've said this for quite some time. Well,
1: you're a genius.
2: Contraction, 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 contraction. And, and you know what? This is not saying that Vegas and Seattle don't stay. They stay, right? Right. But I can give you – I can kill Carolina and Florida right now. Yep. And, and think about the talent pool there because it's not awful. There would be some really nice players. For
1: sure.
2: And can you imagine if you – Put those guys in, into a draft. Imagine if you just trap. put
1: Aaron Eckball out on the open market and see who, see what happens, or Sebastian. Yeah. And auto. hockey guys are
2: like, "Oh, our product's it." No, no, I'm talking about making it even better.
1: Yeah, well, they, but that's the Problem thing. Hockey's all never I about not me.
2: me. Problem solved.
1: Hockey's all about effort above and beyond on the ice, off the ice. It's a distraction. That's the thing. They don't care. Yeah. But I agree with you. But I think they also are trying to maybe preemptively prepare this league for more skilled players as they come up through the pipeline. Because we're seeing more. I'm not saying everybody's a Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews, but you have to admit the kids coming up right now are extremely skilled, much more so than – Prospects that were coming up a few, even a few years. Oh, I'm ago. a big fan. No, like Gabriel Landeskog was a t- number two overall pick. If he was drafted last draft. year, he wouldn't be in the top fifteen. I
2: covered that draft. You, re- you really think he wouldn't be top fifteen? No, though?
1: because his playing style, not because he's not good, but because the way the way the okay. league is moving. Because he's a heavy hit. He's a, he would be perfect for the L.A. Kings about five years ago.
2: Course for the L.A. No, the LA like, Kings. He would. You and your. You and your old man and the L.A. Kings. Can you move on from the L.A. So, Kings, please?
1: Can You move on from. You've got an L.A. Rice? Kings
2: shirt on right now. Now the North Stars. I have the ha- stocking I have... hat. I yes, approve yes, of.
1: Yes, but I, the Kings are the Kings. They're, we'll just John John is drowning in sadness over there. It's sad, but I just. I don't know. Maybe the league is completely completely screwing itself, but I think that they could be just predicting the future a little bit but i don't know i don't trust gear bear
2: oh gear you're bear. not you're not the only one but you know what hall of famer
1: how weird we can bring this back up again how weird is it to be inducted into the hall of fame while you're still working for the league that you're being inducted
2: into the owners so would say often. that they love him so
1: oh, i'm sure they do he keeps getting 650 million dollar expansion fees yeah I where's he going next too.
2: Where's he going next? What god? What godforsaken port? Because C- Seattle's fine. I actually like this I, one. I want
1: them to be the Kraken so bad. You see, this is... Release the Kraken, and then they let in a giant squid, and, so, and you get the alcohol sponsor, too? Brilliant.
2: That is good. Somebody told me that it might be rain, which if it's rain, I'm going to protest that franchise.
1: Rain, R-E-I-G-N.
2: I have not heard how, they would, there is, the, not heard how they would spell it. Because there is because the ironically
1: the Kings AHL affiliate is also the Rain, so I don't think they would let them do that, and I don't think they're going to name them after maybe a potential fundraiser. Where store. is
2: the Kings AHL affiliate?
1: They were they were in Manchester, New Hampshire. I remember they, that. Yep, and now they are in Cal, They are in the same facility. They're in Ontario, California.
2: Oh, okay, all right,
1: but. All right, let's they move on. They need to do something good and not wear white gloves. Do not wear white gloves with part of the jerseys. Make the jerseys cool like Vegas except minus the red stripe. That is all.
2: I, if I'm not mistaken, the Seattle Club, because they had a team in the National Hockey League in the early 1900s, I believe, like 19 up to 1920-something. You, you remember? Did you see it? Uh, I, I saw them play. <laughs> they were the Seattle <laughs> Metropolitans. Oh, in fact, I believe if you google this right now, I believe the Stanley Cup that was called off in approximately 1917 due to influenza and I think a player died. Influenza was was That's how
1: long- was, it
2: was just the regular influenza. Old flu. Yes, was the just someone died. It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> D- t- don't don't start sweeping through the league. I believe it was the it, it might have been the Montreal franchise and the Seattle Metropolitans in I like 1970. So
1: they went through like seals too. There's Seattle Seal or no, that was no, California, that was California, California seals. Golden Seals. That was in you the 70s. What? Just because that was I in haven't the been, 70s. More, just because I haven't been alive since the analog. Your old was man invented. would remember.
2: Your yeah. father would be called sure the California would. Gold Shields, owned at one fish, time by Charlie Finley, and that franchise actually moved to Cleveland for a very short time before merging with the Minnesota North Stars in 1978. There's your lesson for today.
1: Your age is
2: showing. Oh, I'm, an old, I'm, I'm 49 <laughs> years old. I'm old. I take great. I, you,
1: I forget that there was a team in Cleveland. Like, what, who thought that hockey would work in Cleveland? Oh, Ohio. the league's
2: never been well run. Oh, I know. Don't get don't. Well, was, I guess we
1: just got through saying half the league is poorly run. There's yes. a, there's a top franchise. No, but that's I'm saying everybody else. Long
2: before you were born, the league was poorly run too. Yes. Yes. It, it's not like Gary didn't Gary didn't screw it up. No. It's just that when Gary took over, there there was a time period in the sort of mid uh, early '90s when I want to say the revenues between the NBA yeah, the and hockey yeah. were very comparable. And well, yeah, and
1: then now it's ridiculous. All right, Jonathan, hold
2: on a second. Oh, wait, wait. Boy. I'll hand you the mic. It's a podcast. Who cares?
1: very official 1919 Montreal Canadians versus the Seattle Metropolitans was canceled because of a flu epidemic which type of flu i must know uh, there
2: was a big there was a there was a big influenza going around and i think a player died i think a seattle player jeez. died jeez
1: do you imagine being well, alive my, in the 1910s and you just get you just Spanish get like, flu, you just Jonathan, get like chicken you. pox and you just die and there's and then yeah, i'm not going to go down this road this is a bad road to go down but, yeah. How, absolutely how, true. Yeah. No, it's like yeah, you, used you, just to die. Get, you just died. Well,
2: used to, well, think about it. Get pneumonia you just die. If, if you got a disease in 1905.
1: Yeah, no, penicillin. Couldn't go
2: to the doctor. But, nope. no, but I'm saying. Well,
1: you would. They would just come like through We've with got cocaine. forms of
2: cancer now that, thank God, can be, if not cured, can be mm-hmm. combated really well. Right. You think about it. If that happened in 1910, you were done.
1: Oh, you wouldn't make it to cancer because you'd be dead before you got to the age yeah. of cancer. All right,
2: let's move on to something far more positive. What are
1: you talking about? We're let's, having a great time. Let's move on to something
2: far more positive. Uh, in my notes here. Oh, okay, here in your notes. Here, here it is. Yes. Chuck Fletcher. Chuck, fired after 9 seasons last spring as the wild GM who then got a um, some type of consultant senior advisor. Senior advi- thank you. Mm-hmm. With the New Jersey Devils has Correct. now been named GM of the Philadelphia Flyers to replace Ron Hextall with what sounds like the mandate to win now. Is this the story of Chuck Fletcher's life?
1: I'm so... He was
2: trying to win now here for how long?
1: Oh, before he got here, but, he was trying to but win now. To your, but yeah. to what we talked about yeah. before,
2: we know, like, everyone you talk to says, okay, the best thing is to get bad, to get good, if that's what you need to do, which is what Rod Hextall was sort of doing.
1: Literally, Philly is the textbook example of someone who's doing something but not enough to get better. They're the ones that I like to call doing it for the grammar. It looks like they're trying to make themselves better when they're actually not doing it. They're mm-hmm. the kids that I coach. When I look at them, they're working. But when I turn around, they're sitting on their butt. That's care, what they're
2: doing. Care to name names of these kids? Uh,
1: I, there's too many. There's too Just many to this? count. Uh, really?
2: Parents are on notice right now. No, about your team. I, I
1: know, right? That's, that, that's the problem. But most kids are okay. But
2: oh, no. I don't – Now was she last,
1: When was the last time that a GM, a full – not an interim – like without an interim tag, a GM was hired midseason. I and mean, they're like, you're a GM going forward, period. Has that happened lately? Because it's usually they have somebody. They I'm probably accept, forgetting. They promote someone within or they yeah. bring in some interim. And then they, how many times has that happened mid-season where they've named, like, no, this is our guy?
2: You know, I'm probably forgetting, but I can't think of one off the top of my head of late. It's
1: not that. It's not that um, I mean, ordin- normal.
2: Ordinarily, you just wait.
1: Right, but it also is still relatively early in the season. But he to bring a, in a
2: complete outsider—that's a good question. Qual- is he
1: though? Because everybody's so interconnected well, in the hockey world. He comes in though, and as, he was in with Pittsburgh for so long. Sure. He's been watching Philly for a long time, and I think maybe Chuck actually takes some notes from his tenure here and starts shipping out. Pe- like they have Giroux. I wouldn't mind seeing Wayne Simmons in a while.
2: Jersey Wayne Simmons personally. is a really good I trade mind deadline. Show. Him. But you don't know. You don't want him. He's gonna why he was why he scored it's goals? Short, it's all short term, then. You That's what, what Paul, we do. We do you tweaks. Don't want Paul Fenton to go get Wayne Simmons tweaks. and give up prospects. This is the exact or draft picks. It's how the exact thing under, Chuck did. How long is he under contract? He might for? be just about. I think he's just about done because I've heard his name bandied about as a good trade deadline guy. Giroux, Wayne Simmons Drew's
1: under a long term deal. Yeah, right? I think They're not gonna move Wayne Simmons though yeah. will be Philly moved. would literally burn that. Place I don't want
2: you don't want Paul Fenton to fall into the same trap that this team has previously
1: what if they say we'll give you Wayne Simmons for Charlie Coyle and exchange draft picks you gonna say no to that
2: I'd rather get a good young player for Charlie Coyle who I think is going to develop say
1: second rounders Charlie Coyle and Wayne Simmons do you say no I know that that's not an equal deal I'm, just I'm sorry
2: uh, Charlie Coyle and what else
1: a second rounder for Wayne Simmons and like
2: no couple. because I don't think this team's there no, I think that just by I think that's Well, you're not just,
1: giving away a first-round pick. That's where that's where they've made the mistake. I know, but, but I don't want to give. Away, but
2: I don't want no. But Fletcher gave away second, third. Fletcher Yeah, but traded Fletcher away gave to away I every don't, pick. He didn't, didn't even go want, to the draft no, for three of the years. But, he wasn't even there. I want Paul Fenton. This is why I'm. I want Paul Fenton to build something, and I understand I know, he's you observing. But have to this have team. a
1: stop. You thi- do you think what? Craig's going to be like, all right. No, Fenton. but I want
2: Craig to change right. his you have
1: to compromise. There is no black and white. I don't want to compromise. Gray. There's great.
2: I'm Paul Fenton. I don't want to compromise. I want to build you this team. Fine, you
1: all be Leo. And then we're saying, fine, you well, want to build this fire two. me. Fi- no, I'm not going to fire you. I say, you fine, fire you want to re- re- You re- rebuild this team, but you can't fire sale it. You know, how you know how you temper a fan base that knows what they're they're talking about and knows hockey? You bring in a good player from no. across. No. 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 Shush. No. Shush. I'm not even mansplaining. I'm going to tell you what I'm you ship every, you ship out the players that maybe have kind of given you the bad feels in the past. You bring in some new blood like Wayne Simmons, who won the NHL All-Star MVP last year, who has been to a cup final, who is one of the better players in the league that's been underrated, who has a pr- potential cap-friendly contract, and you get rid of one of the other big areas of this of this team that is plagued with issues, a Charlie Coyle, who's not a bad person or a player, but has not worked out here. You're going to say no to that, and what, is Wayne Simmons like Twenty eight. Oh, no. How
2: old is he, and what's his contract?
1: His co- okay, he's thirty. Okay, I'm fine with that.
2: You um, are. I'm not. I'm Paul Fenton. He
1: is a free agent after this year.
2: Okay, then I don't want to do that too because he's my salary cap. Three
1: nine right now though. You could get him for basically around. All right, the same let me day.
2: tell you. Let me tell you how I am going to handle this fan base. You
1: sell this. It's perfect.
2: Your short-term thinking is again hurting the wild.
1: Do not talk to me about short term thinking when I am predicting the future on a weekly
2: basis. I'm the old one. I don't got much time left here and I'm being patient. So here's what I would do. Always negative. Here's what I well, I didn't say that you were gonna die, I said I am. Here's what I here's my solution for this fan base, right? This fan base, which by the way is still selling out my rink every single night. And my and, and my fan base here is what? It's a bunch of families, they got a lot of cash, they're very wealthy. They don't they like wins but they don't necessarily get it. Third jersey next year that I can sell them. That's what I'm. I'm not bringing them Wayne Simmons. Know, I'm giving them a third jersey. The
1: general population the no, sta- what? what? Yeah, no, I agree. They can't though. They don't own the North Stars rights.
2: Oh, I would, Jonathan wants the North Stars. North- oh, yeah.
1: No, Jonathan, stay in your lane. Stay no, no, in he's, your lane. He's right. Stick to sports. Well, I,
2: no, no. Here's the thing. The league you has the right. Sports. The league has the rights. They could petition for it. They no, won't because they a like horrible league. It's run poorly. Well, the the Wild actually likes its name.
1: I don't know I don't.
2: I, I don't want to start there. Oh I don't. I don't want to start with this. I'm we not don't going, know
1: if it's a plural or a singular I'm not going, group. I'm not, going, I'm not going down this path. <laughs> no. Get our press passes revoked.
2: I'm just not going down it. <laughs> I've been down it before. Anyway, no. No, I'm telling
1: make- you, you could sell this to this fan base. You can ship some people out. You bring somebody in, Here's like Simmons, who is a short-term sell but could have long-term what? potential, who has something, who is a grinder but can score. Yeah. And you bring in a shiny new
2: toy. Or is, Fletcher, or is Fletcher going to actually try and sign Simmons to a longer-term deal and no. start and, and start trading away prospects? He's got Hextall and uh, Chris Pryor, the former North Star, who was Hextall's right-hand guy, has left him a ton of prospects. Mm-hmm. Will Fletcher go in there and actually start trading some of those prospects to try Probably, and win if now?
1: if history proves. So if same. I'm the
2: Wild, if I'm the Wild, I am going to send them I'll Charlie Coyle. prospects, so They've been uh, I think they're pretty good. I think they're, well, I mean, they're not great. And they've got this goaltender in the American League. What is it? Um, we don't need a Hart? Don't Car- Is need it a Carter Hart?
1: We don't need it. We're solid. We just started this podcast. <laughs> you just started this podcast. Yeah, but do under contract for like six more years. I don't even know how long he's under contract for. You got him. anything else for I think Simmons could work here. I honestly could. This all is, right. this, it's a, it would be a mirage, but it would be an effective mirage. I honestly believe
2: all right, it. All right, all right, all right. All right. I wonder if, if we could do this. Can we post this podcast with a Twitter poll? Because if we could, we could say...
1: We should make a Twitter handle for Would our you podcast.
2: trade for Wayne Simmons? Should the Wild trade Charlie Coyle and a second round? Okay, it back? doesn't have to be I necessarily don't agree that.
1: Charlie Coyle. I'm just throwing somebody. He's actually movable you on like trade half Nino? of our You're going to trade Nino? Hell yeah! Send him over! Send him on over! You got over. anything else for us? Not really. I don't really have anything for us ever. Is
2: Declan back next week? I have no idea. Jonathan, do obtain- we know him?
1: Okay, I'm not going to be here Tuesday. so. Wait, you're not going to be, be here? No, I'm going to be out of town till Tuesday. Why is then, everyone leaving town? Okay, I'm going to come back on Wednesday so we can do it on Wednesday. Okay, let's do it on Wednesday. Okay, carry on. All
2: right, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.
0: Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plug Door our Chris Howard. University of Michigan QB J.J. McCarthy makes bold predictions but doesn't fulfill them, and Ohio State kicker Noah Ruggles misses an opportunity to etch his name in Buckeye lore. Fans love their teams and the players, that is, until they don't. When it comes to finger pointing, you'll find no greater antagonist than the fan. Why? Because it means more to them, or so they believe. As a former player, nothing angers me more than armchair charlies accusing the teams of overlooking opponents or blaming players for providing bulletin board material. Leading up to the game, the fan is the one talking the most, boasting the most. When the team is winning, it's a lot of we talk, but when the team loses, it turns into they lost. You will never know what those moments feel like because you didn't put in the work to earn those feelings from those moments. That's the great thing about being part of a team. You win as a team, you lose as a team. We cry, we console our brother, we don't point the finger, we go back to work, back to the early morning workouts, the hill sprints, back to the bloody noses and broken bones. Why? Because it really means more to us. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard.